Well, the biggest sporting event on earth, the World Cup, kicks off in less than 24 hours. The Socceroos arrived in host nation Qatar on the 14th of November and the squad this time boasts three players of South Sudanese heritage, Garang Kuol, Thomas Deng and Awa Mubil, and as well as Keanu Bacchus, whose family is South African. The Deputy Foreign Minister, Tim Watts, says that the Socceroos team reflects modern Australia, confident, diverse and connected with every corner of the globe. Other members of the squad have origins abroad from Scotland to Serbia to discuss the World Cup and the changing multicultural face of Australian football, known to some as soccer. We're joined now by the Chair of the Professional Footballers Australia, Francis Awaratifi, who's a former Socceroo and was one of the first with an African background to play for Australia. Welcome, Francis. Oh, hello. Welcome. Thank you, Julian. Thank you for... Great to have you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Francis, could you give us your sense of the state of participation for Australians of African heritage in Australian uh, football in 2022? Uh, Look, I think that um, the state of participation is pretty good. I think that there's a lot of... um, uh, players from African background um, that have come, especially from East Africa. Um, obviously, um, over the last uh, 20 or so years, we've had uh, 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 dis- um, people have been displaced by war in places mm. like the Sudan, Eritrea, Burundi, uh, and and some have been uh, were just migrants who happened to have migrated here, and uh, and that happened sort of around, around about the end of the 90s. And so we've now so a lot of those kids that either came here as children or one or two now that have been born here, um, they're now sort of like coming through that pipeline. And because football is their first sport and their first love, because that's the games they played over there, it's another way here for people to actually integrate into the Australian way of life. Yeah, and great to see uh, so many um, South Sudanese uh, backgrounded players making the Socceroos squad. I suppose uh, there's intense competition for emerging sport talent between uh, all the football codes. How do you feel that uh, soccer is faring in that sort of recruitment stakes? Look, I think football is always going to have an advantage, I guess, because from many of these kids and their parents, the countries they've come from, football would be the number one sport. Football is huge in Africa and all the countries in Africa. Much bigger than AFL, for sure. Well, well, exactly. (laughs) And I think a a, a number of them, obviously, since being here, have been introduced to sports like AFL and even um, and and, and rugby league and whatnot. But... um, and a few have now gone on to play at AFL level. There are now a few, uh, a few uh, players of South Sudanese background who are playing at AFL, which is great. But I think that um, many more would prefer to play football and, uh, and, they are, and they are playing football. And, uh, and that's what we want to see because we think that they, um, they bring something different as well in terms of not just in terms of their culture, but in terms of how they play as well, uh, in terms of the skills and the, and the, and the way they think and, and play on the field. Uh, Francis, could you tell us what it was like for you personally as a member of the Socceroos squad when you played and, and in what ways you think it's different for um, today's Socceroos squad? Oh, look, it'd be really different. I think that the, the difference with me was I think that I'm of African background. My parents are both Nigerian, but I was born and raised in the UK. So mm. I was born and raised, so I'm really a Londoner. So I'm I'm speaking the same way in, in a way that most Australians recognise uh, with an English accent. And um, and I guess my integration into Australia was far, would be far easier than um, these young la- these young men today. Yeah. I mean, apart from possibly Keanu, uh, Keanu Bacchus, um, 
I mean, he, he's, he's South African by origin. But even with that, you know, I mean, the, the integration for those young men from South Sudan would have been a lot tougher. And, and even now, in terms of some of the cultural aspects, in terms of, in terms of Australia, um, it was far easier for me. I, I spoke, um, I was already kind of British. There's that mm. affiliation with Australia uh, through history and um, uh, through Britain colonising Australia. So, yeah, so there, there was that affiliation there. So I didn't have that sort of uh, a massive transition, if you like, in terms of uh, fitting in. Did, did you encounter much racism? And do you think it, how do you think it would compare to the levels of racism in, in football in Australia today? Oh, look, I encountered racism back then um, on field and off the field, but it wasn't... Um, the, the the level of it wasn't fantastic it wasn't it wasn't bad and it wasn't i wouldn't say it was non-existent but it mm. was there and uh and one of the things we did do was we we did take action to pfa uh, very early in the, in the mid 90s and uh we uh worked with the um governing body of the game uh our former uh ceo brendan schraub um worked together and with the executive and uh Football Australia at the time to come up with the um, Equal Opportunity Code, which also um, put, um, which was a uh, a code which um, which was used to resolve issues around discrimination mm. through the Victoria Equal Opportunities Commission um, through um, uh, disputes resolution and and and, and uh, mediation. So that was one. We were one of the first ones to do that to put that process into place, and that came as a result of me being racially vilified on the field. Um, but I think since then, really, I mean, we would say that in football itself, in domestic football, there's not been that much. There's been a, there's been a few incidents in the last couple of years, um, but that was more to do with the, and that's been driven more through things like social media rather than in the stadiums themselves. I was interested uh, to read Francis. The Sydney Morning Herald described Australian soccer as having a rigid pay-to-play structure. I mean, enrolling in team sports uh, can be very expensive for families. How do you think that impacts on young people from migrant backgrounds? Well, I think that's one of the challenges that uh, football does have. Um, Football um, inherently has this um, pay-to-play model um, and the registration fees can be quite high for uh, kids um, from the moment they start playing football, uh, especially the talented ones. So if they go into talented academies um, and and uh, within the um, semi-professional and professional structures, they can be quite expensive. I know that, you know, for example, in New South Wales, you know, the, the to be in the NPL, the National Premier League uh, clubs, which are semi-professional clubs where these academies are for talent development, Parents can pay up to anything between two and a half and three thousand dollars a year, and that's quite expensive. And uh, mm. when you compare it to the cost of, say, playing other sports, so and that's where we have a real challenge. And we need and the game football Australia really has to take on this challenge of uh, of doing a reform and making sure that we um, that access to football isn't predicated on your socioeconomic circumstances. And I think this is where the challenge is with families that are say from refugee backgrounds. Um, because they just don't, they're just not economically um, in a position to be able to pay that sort of money, and and I think we've already lost talent as a result of having this sort of mm. um, this sort of um, economic structure in place. We're speaking with the chair of Professional Footballers Australia, Francis Awaratifi, a former Socceroo. And Francis, you probably won't be surprised that we couldn't get to the end of the interview without me playing World Football's viral audio of the day. <laughs> Today I feel. Qatari. Today I feel Arab. Today I feel African. Today I feel gay. Of course, I'm not uh, Qatari, I'm not Arab, I'm not African, I'm not gay, I'm not disabled, I'm not really a migrant worker. But I feel like them because I know what it means to be discriminated. 
to be bullied as a foreigner in a foreign country. Just quickly, Francis, what did you make of those comments of the FIFA president Gianni Infantino uh, earlier today? Oh, look, I was I was absolutely gobsmacked. I mean, it, it it's just that the comments are just so appalling. Uh, it's really it it just. I'm mean, honestly, I'm still shocked at it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the 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 you know, just just think about it, really, that this Swiss uh, cisgender hetero uh, Italian lawyer. Uh, who happens to be the, the the president of the biggest sporting organization in the world, bar none, um, his understanding of racism is, is that um, homophobia, um, ableism, um, you know, anti-black racism uh, is equivalent to being bullied because he had, uh, uh, because he's got ginger hair. I mean, that's, that's the level of racial literacy, the racial literacy around the impacts of discrimination on uh, minority groups, you know, whether you're uh, the LGBTQIA community, um, whether you're black, whether you're a woman, uh, whether, you know, you're disabled. I mean, just that, that, that level of, 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 of just complete and utter, uh, just no, no understanding and no empathy to, to what they go through and the impacts that has on people in terms of discrimination. Mm. It's just, it's stunning. And, uh, and I, and, and this is just really, for me, it just goes to show that, and and to be honest, this is not something that's um, um, confined to just him. I think, in my experience, uh, whether it's in football and whether it's uh, I know I know sports such as AFL um, with all of the issues of racism that they've had in AFL and and other sports, um, global sports, they're thinking at the level of um, of the people who govern sports and the sports administrators themselves. And we saw that with netball, with how um, some of the dumb comments that were made by the um, Netball Australia mm. CEO around balancing human rights concerns with commercial uh, commercial considerations. When you look at those sorts of things, you can see that in sports, there needs to be a, a, re- a reckoning around sports administrators mm. and their understanding around the issues of discrimination and, and in particular race. A long way to go indeed. Uh, Francis Awaratifi, thank you so much for joining us on Sunday Extra. Thank you very much, Jules. Thank and you. go the Socceroos. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's 17 minutes past nine on Sunday Extra. That was uh, the chair of the Professional Footballers Australia, Francis Awaratifi. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.